Who do you think Arnold is? Well, I've got a theory. Could be Bernard, a robot Bernard. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. Could be Dolores. He hid himself inside a massive robot mind. Yes, I've got a theory. We should podcast fast. Every week, a new hot take. We cannot take them back. This is now. Welcome to our discussion of the finale of season two of Westworld right here on Westworld Theories. Of course, the only place you want to go, and it is the perfect place because indeed every theory has been answered. They're all correct. Uh, Yes, they're all hosts. No, they're not hosts. Yes, they're hybrids. Are they? Mm, Yes, they're not. Welcome to the talk. We're going to go really long on this one. I can feel it already. My name is Jacob Burrows. And my name is Jim Scampoli, and we are here to discuss the season two finale of Westworld. Now, I have to point out one thing that I'm very proud of us for. We really nailed that Is This Now uh, right from the beginning, we knew that was important, and we've been riding it all season, and we were proven correct. Absolutely. And uh, it, did it matter in the end? No, but they did say it a bunch, so we were right. Now, what is the... I haven't really... I mean, I, I guess... What I, happened in the <laughs> finale, Jacob? <laughs> I, uh, I mean, Sorry. I guess I saw some random comments here and there just from people in my own little social media bubble what is the general consensus here on Westworld? Um, well, my friend, uh, or our friend, friend of the show, Jonathan, let me know right before the show that uh, he's not looking forward to season three anymore. Uh, really disappointed. Didn't care about any of the characters when they died, when they didn't die. Um, so he, he wasn't very positive. Uh, I think in general, uh, I have no idea, <laughs> honestly. What do you think? I mean, surprisingly, and maybe it's not that I saw people being negative, but people were just kind of like, I've never seen a show like uh, burn up so much goodwill. Uh, I guess that's (laughs) negative. Um, Or like, what the hell happened? Uh, And I guess when I watched it, I I think there's a caveat. I I think I was actually more excited for season three because I Mm -hmm. like the ending, not the ending ending, not the post credits ending, like. (laughs) It's weird because, uh, I mean, we'll get to specifics, but I liked how it ended a lot. And I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. I like where we're at. And then they were like, not so fast. Uh, but at least to that point, and it's it's like the opposite of um, a lot of other good stories where it's usually like it's not about the ending, it's about the journey. And with yeah. Westworld, uh, I didn't really love the journey that much, but I kind of liked where we, were, where we ended um but yeah that's at least my initial thoughts here yeah i i think that's uh not crazy at all i i liked like a lot of this finale which is one and a half hours long i was like okay we're wrapping up this we're doing this it's kind of as expected and then uh i did i, I and i wasn't that engaged in it it's this issue that keeps coming up where you know the whole premise is they're all robots and we don't they can be brought back and yeah, they can blow up whatever server halls they want. We're never going to believe that they're not going to come back. Uh, they're always going to come back. So these dramatic scenes where, you know, someone's dying or not dying, uh, it, it doesn't matter. So all all of the feeling of threat is gone. And then you add to that, to you're, you're making it really 
complicated and convoluted and jumping back and forth in time. Um, it's going to be really hard for us to latch on to these characters and where they're going and where they've been because you you disassociated all our memories, just like Bernard. We mm. don't even know. Um, and I think it's an interesting way to tell a story, but it has this built-in flaw that these characters are striving for freedom and we want to be engaged in it and like, wow, yeah, the robots are going to be free and I would strangle a hundred Maves or a hundred uh, or a thousand Doloreses or even a baker's dozen of Ber- dozens of Bernards just to give June on The Handmaid's Tale like a glimmer, like a second of freedom. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're also discussing The Handmaid's Tale on our yeah. podcast, Gilead Gazette. And these are both good shows, I think, but... I care so much more about the characters in that show than I do here. And here it is more like lofty, up your own ass in a bit, which I'm not totally against, and philosophical and stuff like that. And that's interesting, but it, in the end it comes down to character. And that's, you know, difficult. Yeah, yeah, I agree with everything you're saying because there's... um, Whenever... And, and I guess we've talked a lot about how you, uh, you're you not really that big of a fan of mystery for the most part. <laughs> and, you know, I am, but I also... The, the the hard thing of mystery is you you can sacrifice character a lot because you have to hide things so you you have to keep everything at an arm's length. Obviously, some of the best mysteries can kind of juggle both, but that's definitely uh, a really thin line to to try to go across because yeah, you're gonna uh, you you can't get that same connection. And I guess real quick before we get into the finale, since we didn't go in through episode nine, like beat by beat. And we're not going to go through uh, episode nine beat to beat by beat because there's a lot to cover. I just want to kind of quick thoughts here and there. Um, The daughter thing with uh, William. Wow. Was that uh, kind of uh, hack night and (laughs) stupid. Uh, I mean, I like the idea of the man in black or William being so into it that he thinks, you know, he's second guessing everything, but what a like um, uh, fucking shitty climax that was uh, to just be like the ah oh Ford I gotcha and then he kills her and seemingly for no I mean I guess it ends with him almost committing suicide or second guessing his own reality and digging in his own arm but it really shows that like there hasn't been much direction to his story. Yeah, I think, honestly, the the moments of that were, uh, they worked for me pretty well, honestly. Uh, Mm. It was more that they didn't necessarily pay off on that, because that was like the Man in Black's episode. It was William's episode, and I don't even remember what else was happening except for that part. We did just go through the finale, so, you know, don't judge me too harshly. But yes, it was the Man in Black and how he... I guess got to where he was and his family and all all sorts of details and yes as you said he kills his daughter but of course we're like was that his daughter they were just about to check if if she was a robot or not and then he goes and and I I liked kind of the ending of him being so confused that he's going out in a field and cutting into his arm and everything but then in the finale it's like oh yeah me and you Dolores we're gonna ride to this place what's my goal here well, I'm going to kill you now, Dolores, because our interests yeah. aren't aligned anymore. Why? I don't know. Just following my programming, I guess. Uh, or maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I just... I mean, again, I guess to tie it in with the mystery, because it's not like we even knew the daughter character that well. That it well, had we got much to know her a bit in the episode, I guess. Yeah, a little bit. But again, I, like 
I mean, I guess it's just the nature of the show because I the way I saw it is as it was playing out, and you know his you know his wife was like being an erratic alcoholic. I was like, oh, she's a host. Uh, and it's just like when uh, Delos fucking can't last too long, he starts geeking out and dropping things. I thought it's like everyone thought she was a drunk, but in actuality, he just takes her home and then swaps her out with a new host. And honestly, I feel like my story has been way better. Uh, but, you know, it's just the it's just this thing of like. Where the character has to say what William is like, the wife has to tell us you know, you're fake. Uh, no one ever knows who you are and only I can see it. But I wish we saw some of that. But because of the whole mystery of who the man in black was, we couldn't really see any of that. And I guess we kind of get it at the end of season one. But I don't know. I just I wish there was more fill in of those gaps where I could see why people would react to him that way. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought of like, OK, there's a bit of that in season one, but it's mainly like him you know, killing Maeve and dragging Dolores into the barn and he and, you know, uh his his friend's family in in, in the game, I almost just said. Well, because the reason it's hard for us to go like, ah, oh, what a bastard is that it's all like a video game or it was, but it isn't. And, so. and also like his wife seeing him do bad stuff, I thought it was pretty well known that everyone goes to Westworld and does bad shit. Now I guess yeah. I understand seeing it out of like in the real world and having a different context might be a little different, but I don't know. It just didn't ring as true to me that that would be the reaction of like, Oh my God, this man. And it just, it just felt silly that we, the end of her character is she's shot by her dad because he thinks she's a host. Like, I feel like that can work. It's just what the show gave me to lead up to that point. It didn't work, but whatever. It also strangely isn't played as quite like the climax of the episode. I, I don't remember exactly, but it's like sort of comes out of uh, it comes it comes a bit out of nowhere, not quite in the middle, but, you know, somewhere around there. And then we're propelled into the rest of it. And uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm with you that he's walking around feeling all this guilt, like I'm the worst person because, uh, you know, he is. I mean, he is not a great guy on the inside, but I think a lot of people even the people who are actually doing the most good in the world on the inside, you know, they go and troll on 4chan or whatever. Like, mm. we're all, we all got that side to us. And maybe if they actually showed him, hey, w- what if instead of seeing him in the park, her wife saw him burning a hundred copies of her dad, something like that. Yeah. Um, like, oh, you don't value life. You're a fucking maniac. Or no, I'm doing this for us. Oh, she's already dead. Oh, no. Do I recreate her? Um, because just seeing him in the park, it's not really a revelation. Yeah, it just feels like the whole idea from the beginning of the show was always that people um, are kind of shitty. I, mean, I guess it's because I don't really buy into that we're seeing the true versions of people just because, like, you know, it's like if you play with action figures and all of a sudden you're killing action figures, you're a terrible person or something. I mean, I understand they're going for a bit more than that here in the show because it's like asking what makes you know, someone conscious or self-aware or a living being, but it just, I don't know. It's just not washing for me as this big revelation. Like, Oh my God, you were a piece of shit in this, uh, you know, GTA West Western version of GTA, but either way. Um, and then, yeah, it just came off silly that he killed. Like, 
Because even like him shooting the guards and then killing his daughter, but then here in the finale, he's just lighting up guards left and right with uh, Dolores. Uh, yeah. So now it's like not a big deal to kill humans. Uh, but anyways, whatever. Back to the, the finale. I will say the one thing this show does really well is, to me, it was very exciting when William and Dolores and Bernard were all together. Like, because it's we see these characters through their stories the whole time, and it's not like they have a lot of um, interaction, at least yeah. in the is this now time. So for me, like that, I thought that was like interesting, and it made me perk up, and I was into the show. And honestly, even though it's like an hour and a half, it did go by pretty quick for me. Mm, Natasha in the chat says it felt like forever. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I could totally if see we're that. looking for you know varied opinions, like the end of Lord of the Rings, just keep going and going. <laughs> I could um, see that. Yeah, yeah. I, it was uh, you know I, I I didn't I wasn't bored uh, at any point, but the, it was like the first hour, a lot of stuff where it's almost like yeah okay there was. Uh, the philosophical stuff I was talking about and getting into what is a human mind and all that stuff was actually part of the most interesting stuff for me in the first hour because I wasn't that engaged with, oh, we're going through the door and falling in the water. We already knew that was coming. We saw all the corpses in there and they start killing each other. But then it's like, does it really matter if they kill each other or go through the door? Uh, and well, it was going on for yeah. quite a while. Of course, Maeve doing her whole thing. None of that was super exciting. So the philosophical stuff actually was kind of interesting then in the last half hour we got into other other a whole other range of stuff yeah i mean i guess i feel like it uh they they made a smart choice where it felt like they were getting right into it uh from the mm -hmm. beginning um because i remember even like a few times if i had to pause it or something i'm like oh okay it's only 20 minutes in and they're already kind of yeah. here at the uh what was the forge or whatever the whatever the hell um yes. But yeah, I mean, because the basic setup at the beginning where, you know, Dolores, uh, well, actually, they do give one answer because remember, I was asking about the brain, uh, the brain thing. And I was like, oh, what if you get just shot in the head? It does show that it's bulletproof, apparently, because that bullet yeah. did not go through uh, good old Teddy's chip. Mm -hmm. So Teddy is presumably one of the. Oh, no. Yeah. She she loads him into the into the whatever the windows saver background. Yeah, the only thing about. I guess I wasn't clear about because I always thought in the end of the premiere it was Teddy floating in the water, and yeah, I guess it that. still is. Maybe his body, like uh, maybe the the flood was bigger than we thought, and it just floated over there with everyone else. I don't know. I guess so because Hale is like, "Shit, let's get out of here before <laughs> it spreads," and it was a. I guess they were pretty close already when he shot yeah. himself. So could be. Um, but yeah, as you said, we do get into it. We get, I mean, we start out with a scene with Dolores and Arnold where they're still testing or Bernard, maybe I should say. Um, and we, these, these, uh, this letterboxing is, uh, really helpful, by the way. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> good choice, I think. <laughs> it kind of is. So you're like, oh, okay. I know where we are now. I know we're in VR world or whatever the fuck. Uh, exactly. and I mean, cause like I had said earlier when we we're discussing this season, it should have been VR all along. Jesus, Delos or fucking William, save some money already. And well, Jim, there's still <laughs> there's season three, yeah. so don't don't get ahead of yourself. Um, so, uh, uh, Jim, uh, Jonathan in the chat asked, when is the scene between William and Dolores taking place? The future, the cradle, the past? Uh, do you mean the one where she rides up and sort of picks him up? Is that what you mean, Jonathan? 
Yeah, I think I understand his confusion because obviously, I mean, I don't want to get into the post credits yet, but the post credits throws a monkey wrench in there. But I think everything we're seeing um, in that moment is how it happened initially. Yeah. Yes. Uh, only question is what happened to the man in black because he never arrived. Uh, do we assume he just died when he was a human? No, because when, um, I mean, it, you see him when they're all on the water at the end when they're leaving, you see that he's there because when the, the voiceover says yeah. something about how the irredeemable survived. So he was picked up uh, outside of the uh, the forge. Right. Okay. Uh I guess that adds up. So uh, we also get a scene where this uh, uh, guy who is patching up Maeve or taking her apart, rather, is like, let me turn up your pain, baby. (laughs) Because we need to not feel bad when he immediately gets killed. Like anyone who's watched any film or movie knows like, well, let's make him a psychopath real quick so we don't feel bad when another human dies. And I think that's almost... uh, redundant it's almost like the whole show is about the gray area of morality so why do you need to make it like heroic to kill him couldn't he just be a regular guy instead of having to turn her pain up yeah um but either way she you know takes control of the hosts and like kills the shit out of him uh which i guess she couldn't have done all along because uh because uh ford yeah, because Ford kissed her forehead, so now she can do that. Yeah, all you know what, and and going back to the previous episode, all that stuff with Ford and Maeve, I thought was really great. Um, I enjoyed it, um, but uh, yeah, I think that's what you're pointing out there too with this character and how he has to be um, uh, crazy evil. So yeah, we're not sad that he dies. That's kind of the push and pull of this show in general, and I feel like why a lot of people get a little bit frustrated with it is because the show can have you know, some well-written scenes of, you know, philosophy and kind of some intelligent stuff going on. And they also consistently do stuff that's really dumb. And it's it's hard to really gauge. And and in a way, it's why it it reminds me so much of Lost. Not that it's dealing with a lot of the same subject matter. I mean, maybe in a way, if they're getting into free will and stuff like that. But uh, it, it really feels like such a close relative to the show Lost, where it'll have kind of these great moments of intelligence and then some other moments where they clearly don't know what's going on uh, in the right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me of the show, Mr. Robot, uh, which is a harsh insult from me. And I want to point out that what you said about the moments of intelligence and the moment of moments of stupidity in Mr. Robot, I feel like they think they're being intelligent, but they're not. And here they actually do hit those. Uh, so it's way better than Mr. Robot. In yeah, my opinion, I agree. Um, but yeah, so uh, of course, finally we get to see the B crew, the B side uh, guys show up. Uh, all the little tagalongs, the technicians, the Japanese dragon girl, uh, the bandito—they're they're showing up now to save the day. Um, but they're too late because Maeve is too badass. She already saved the day herself. How annoying was this, by the way? Um, like these characters are worthless. And this scene proves how worthless they are because, first of all, the asshole, like the non-Felix butcher, why is he even around? Uh, I mean, I guess it's because maybe he's act- he's not acting a fool so he doesn't get killed or whatever. But remember him in the first season, he was like the biggest piece of shit. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I, they, they're trying to make this statement that Maeve's not a damsel and doesn't need to be saved. But then it's like, okay, then they don't even need to be around. 
They're just fodder for later on. We've been asking where they were for two episodes, and now they just show up all like decked out. <laughs> like they had a side adventure, apparently, that probably we'll see in a webisode or some shit, but who cares? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, these two technicians, man. Uh, it, it's really rough. And the Japanese dragon girl. I really thought there would be something more with Shogun World. And I think, I mean, Shogun World, the point of Shogun World in the end was partially, it was cool. I liked it because yeah. it was cool. Yep. And also, I guess, uh, it's supposed to be Lee and Maeve. That's their thing of them getting closer because before then they're like not, I guess. And then, you know, we work together or something and then we end up closer so we can get to where we are right now. But in this whole storyline, I've been like three steps behind on what we're supposed to feel um, because I don't believe it. I, I, sorry, I, I left the useless characters behind. I'm focusing on the important ones, Lee and Maeve. I don't buy it because, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm jumping ahead right now, but the writer... Lee dying Dude, uh, it made made no sense it made absolutely no sense um yeah because my 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 uh note is just the writer makes a sacrifice because he didn't even need to uh because they yeah. even they specifically like they they show it in a weird way because they go don't do this just throw your gun down and come out and then he looks and sees them getting away so he easily could have just thrown his gun down and came out, and it would have been the same amount of delay. It actually probably would have been more of a delay uh, yeah. because they would have had to, like, come out, make sure he's not armed, and, like, maybe throw him down and then put him in a car and then be like, all right, let's go get them. But meanwhile, yeah. they just shoot him. They can immediately, all right, we killed him. Let's go. Uh, this was not earned at all, and it's right in line with some of the dumb stuff that this show does sometimes. And that part, uh, what you mentioned, like specifically how the scene is technically put together, really makes it not work because it, it, it like just the way it's executed, exactly what you said. He looks and like, cool, they're getting away. <laughs> and and even like it would have been cool enough if he got shot one time and then he's like, well, clearly I don't need yeah. to do this. If they showed like, oh, shit, they're not away yet. I have to do this to give them the extra time they need. Even then, the scene doesn't work because I still don't buy that he would do that on the deeper fundamental emotional level. Yeah. Uh, I have never believed in their friendship that much. It's been interesting, actually, but I didn't uh, feel it when he was in there crying about how Maeve should have a chance at life and everything. Hmm. And I didn't, I am definitely not feeling it now. And especially not because, uh, as you said, there was really no, no reason at all for it. It feels like he died so he can be a robot on the next go around. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, I get the idea they're going for. It's just they're not earning it. They're going for, like, here's a guy who made up stuff and made up characters that he wishes he could be all his life. And here's his moment to be that hero. But again, like, it didn't work. Like you'd mentioned, it didn't even it wasn't even working when he was sad about Maeve on the surgery table or whatever, because he just betrayed them all. Uh <laughs> Like yes. uh, an episode before, but also, but kind of having good reason, like just to like save themselves. It just, I don't know. It's, it's been uh, just the character of convenience for the most part where yes. whatever they need the scene t for him to do, that's what he'll do. And I think one important part is like you said, the betrayal he did it didn't even feel like a betrayal for us, at <laughs> yeah. least you and me personally, as we discussed, because it was kind of like, yeah, no shit, we want to not die. Like, Maeve, like, what are we... Yeah, we're Team Maeve. We don't, Maeve, we don't want Maeve to die, but, like, getting humans up in here is not 
just to kill Maeve, it's to keep us alive, you know, uh, the thing we were trying to do all along. And then in this episode, when the B-team, the B-squad shows up, they're like, how fucking could you, man? And I'm like, what? And he's there bawling, like, I didn't mean to. And I'm like, well, you did the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, people in the chat, uh, Jonathan, yeah, horrible scene, the director's fault. I mean, I guess... I mean, depending on who edited it, if the director approved that or that was the idea, I, it's hard to say. Um, and then, yeah, Natasha, they built it up. There's no payout. The Pari sacrifice himself felt silly and didn't work. I completely agree. And conceptually, I like it because when they, like you see, he says, it's my fucking speech anyway. Yeah. That could be such a cool line. Exactly. That's how I'm sure every writer in the writer's room of Westworld feels. They've been telling stories all their lives. They want to go out and do something badass. Not to mention you and me, Jim. Uh, <laughs> so, of course, I, I wanted it to work. It's just there were pieces missing. You're completely right. That line in 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 uh like the proper like build up to it it would be really good it's the idea is a good idea they just didn't they didn't get there properly so that's why it doesn't work i've seen other people say like they really uh, changed on this character and and feel differently from us and i think that's kind of interesting hmm. i wonder what worked for them that didn't work for us and hey the, there's still a possibility that you can send your thoughts to shows what you know show at gmail.com if you d- are disagreeing with any of this and we'll bring yeah. it up next time and then yeah so i mean uh, cutting back real quick to when the cavalry arrives too late or the b team arrives um and it's it feels like because then we see this scene where the bison comes out and um, like it's the slow mo attack and I just feel like we've seen this scene in every episode and I yeah. I can't tell <laughs> I mean I know like obviously we're cutting back and it's a little ahead of when the initial uprising happened but there's so many of these scenes of just the slow motion the hosts or half built hosts fighting back that it means nothing anymore. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm just like, here we go. The Here's bison another. were cool, though. Yeah, I mean, the bison were cool. It was cool that they were half robots, but yep. it was such deja vu. Maybe that's what they're going for. Well, I think it's because they've had this, you know, storyline of jumping back and forth in the time, uh, in the timeline. And at the same time, I thought that when the train arrived, that's when the Mesa would be done and over with and exploded or whatever. But the Mesa has been the same through the whole season. It's been, yeah, there are bodies everywhere, but we kind of got this area that we're working on. And then there's one attack. And then it's like, well, this guy's still here. The guy with the pain, raising the pain. He's here chopping away and, you know, Hale is here. But hey, there's another attack. And now we've got the bison in here. And now something that's exploded, but we're still here. And there's constantly bodies around. And there's we're supposed to identify when we are and what to care about. But it's like these humans... Uh, like these these guards are more replaceable than the hosts. They don't have any personality or character to them. Uh, I mean, some of them got blown up earlier. They kind of had a personality. Yeah. But the Mesa looks the same and feels the same through the whole season. It's been a constant state of disrepair, but we're kind of working on it. Uh, so it's not like the bison are coming out smashing up the Mesa. It's been It's been smashed. Yes. Yeah, it's been smashed, and then they'll happen to find a little pocket where things seem to be going as normal, and then that'll get smashed up and uh, rinse and repeat. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, I did like, I did like through the episode as we're seeing, you know, the different factions all heading for the same place. 
like we see the the ghost nation we still don't really know why they're bringing people with them uh but i guess whatever uh, i don't know <laughs> did i miss something well they i mean they're on a quest to get everyone to the door i guess even even but i don't know why they killed people who were i don't know what happened anymore <laughs> yeah. yeah they cuz they they killed some people but then they, they made sure not to kill any non hosts but then did they take the others with them to put plug them into the door or did they just kill them i don't know well i think because i think what happens is they they bring a bunch of the hostages and those are the people they talk about when we cut to the is this now time when they stubs is like there are human signals over in the southwest zone yeah. um and like they end up saving some of those leftover people i guess um, so they just brought them there because, but yeah, and we see, you know, the, uh, William Dolores and Bernard and then like the ghost nation. And then of course is the worthless Clementine who's annoying. Uh, I mean, I like the line, like the, the William, like these poor bastards, they even know what's out here. But then I, I'm, I'm thinking, and I guess, I guess the point of William's character is we're seeing his descent into madness. But if you think about season one, William. And his hunt for the maze. And then here's the hunt for the door. But then also he's been trying to destroy the forge, I guess. So what what has he been doing all along? Has it always been about destroying the forge? Yeah. I don't know, Jim. I don't know. I mean, I guess... he really wanted that maze. I mean, uh, yeah, he does say... I mean, well, I don't want to get too much into it yet, but he does say that he's trying to prove that the the system doesn't know him. Uh, and he did want he did want everything to be real for sure. Like he definitely wanted all the hosts to have real bullets in their guns, which would make it a lot more difficult to destroy the forge. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, and he did build it, so it's not like he doesn't know where it is. He could yeah. take a chopper. Uh, so, so I'm not a. Hun- I don't I don't know because in this episode as well I lose track completely like we mentioned uh Dolores William and Bernard meet up and Dolores I mean I do like when they're like oh you've been looking for this guy for like 30 years it's Arnold motherfucker you yeah. idiot and I made him and I did like as well Dolores giving a little backstory of like yeah I did make him I did make him uh I did make him Arnold so he killed himself. He tried to kill himself. So I had to make him different. So that's yeah. why, in my mind, he's always going to be Bernard and not Arnold. Because Arnold's dead. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that stuff as well. Um, it's just weird because if you go back and try to track Man in Black slash William, like old William, and what he was up to, I, I don't feel like it's going uh, gonna to wash that well. Um, well, I mean, right in this scene, he takes out a gun and shoots Dolores, and she's got God mode on, uh, I guess, because she gets shot but just walks right at him, and he keeps shooting, and then he's got the fake, or yeah, he's got Teddy's bullet, which someone pointed out was like, oh, he was still protecting her, his core drive or whatever, he's still doing it because it's <laughs> Teddy's brain bullet in there oh, that, yeah. that makes his arm blow up. Um, I mean, I guess so, you yeah. can explain it away as that if Dolores knows his file... She does know the choices he's going to make, and she knows he's not going to aim for the head until the teddy bullet <laughs> at I, the end Yeah, comes but up. she didn't read the file yet. That's true. But someone had the I, file. Who had the file? Well, I, I want William's fucking file because yeah. I want to know what he's thinking and why he teamed up. Like, if he was going to shoot her, he, I guess he didn't shoot her immediately because, like, great, now I can kill more human guards with Dolores. 
uh, and I am crazy. I guess, like you said, he's just crazy. But then, yeah, supposedly he's human at this point, so why is he so crazy? I mean, I know humans go crazy as well, but it's all been about, like, I thought the reveal was going to be more like, yeah, that's why you're going crazy, because you're figuring out you're a, you're a half-breed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, eh. It's hard, it's hard to really think too much about uh, William's story. Um, but it, anyways, yes. So uh, in a not really a double cross, but like, yes, William goes through the double cross. Dolores has it already well, um, uh, well seen that it's going to happen. And then he's just laying there like missing his fingers. And then Dolores and Bernard go down into the forge in the is this now time. We do see that Dolores is dead. Um, right. in the in the forge, and I will say that Bernard is waking up on the beach in this scene. Uh, I mean, wet before they arrive, and he's he's waking up on the beach, and I, and there a, a strand is standing over him, like, oh yeah, we just got to make get the information uh, before his brain explodes. And I was like, loop theory, loop theory <laughs> yeah, confirmed. No, I thought the same thing because <laughs> yeah. I thought we were back there, but then no, he's. It's in the, uh, like you said, it's, is this now? It's the future. So, yeah, I guess there weren't any loops. Every theory was right. Except well, there was one. a loop. That theory was right. It was just on the wrong character. What character had the loop? Will, William does, at least in the future. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, there are, I'm not saying there are no loops. Yeah, like, okay. Westworld is built on loops. Just saying, as far as Bernard goes. Um, but, yeah, so, like you said, they go down. They see Dolores is dead, which is... Uh, weird to see i mean yeah. it was a bit of a surprise um and we find out a bit more about what's going on and uh, i have kind of lost track of when what happens in the episode i'm just trying to keep track of when what happens like how how the timeline works out so i yeah. don't know what happens next in the episode it jumps around like basically it does jump it jumps just real quick so we could see that dolores is dead and i think they mentioned like oh she's the one that flooded the valley or whatever then it kind of cuts back to when they're there and she's alive and they go into the forge. But I guess the forge is much cooler. Like you don't have to have your head cut open and your brains taken out. Yep. You just get to go in a cool little light cylinder and they meet uh, Logan there as they're seeing all the different versions of uh, Delos. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's like I get what they're doing because, you know, it's a visual representation of programming but it's always annoying when we have to be in a program and then it's like, it's me, the program, and I'm going to tell you about what we're doing. And, I mean, it could be interesting visuals because we're seeing all these different things, uh, like all these different Deloses at once or whatever. And, you know, they're talking about the baseline version and how most states of consciousness are not sanity. They're insane. Yeah. Um, and you know, we see the moment that defined his life. And again, this is another thing that's like, we haven't really seen Logan that much. We barely know Delos. So emotionally, this scene doesn't mean anything really. I get why it's there. It's supposed to just be like a human moment and I don't know, people can relate, but uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? No, yeah, I was just going to say it's interesting because I feel completely differently uh, that I was like, fuck, that was a cool scene. Uh, okay. <laughs> and no, maybe it's because 
they were two humans talking to each other yeah. for fucking once. Uh, and it was like, yeah, we know he died. I thought he was going to do... I thought they were going to go the overdramatic route and have him, like, jump in the fucking pool and drown. Uh, but, yeah, no, he, he says that he can... He's near the bottom, and I don't know if it's just... Uh, I can see the bottom. I was talking about how he learned to swim, all that. I like that, and especially because... It ties into the Delos going crazy, of course, uh, in the basement where he was talking about he's all the way down and he can see the reflection of God and or and it's just another devil and and all that being at the bottom. Um, so so I actually like that, and I also didn't mind uh, Logan being the computer taking him, them through the whole thing, even though it is weird because then it's like, oh, you're kind of an AI too. Then I guess we're just full of AIs up in here. Yeah, and I guess, and this is probably this is more of a personal like this is me like getting too caught up in shit. Where I mean, I guess I can I can follow the idea that they they're monitoring you and they're picking up your choices to try to build a version of you, but then they're also rebuilding your memories. Where are they getting your? I mean, I, what it's oh, what was that other stupid thing in the previous episode? What the hats are scanning your head? Isn't that yeah. something they said? It was the hats. Oh my god! <laughs> you like that? What if your hat well, falls makes... off and you're like, ah, I'm, what if you're like, ah, I'm not want m- much uh, for hats? Well, it's Westworld, so you gotta. And what are they, they doing in uh, Shogun World? Your your samurai cap? <laughs> well, yeah, they've got helmets. No, I'm not saying it's perfect, but yes, they do need to. I mean, it gives more of an answer than, yeah, we just had hella cameras all over the place. Yeah. Uh, so we were also scanning your brain to see how your brain reacts um, to everything. So are Not the necessarily hats, getting are, your memories. I was, was going to say, where are they getting your memories from? Yeah, I, I, I guess we... I mean, that was just Delos, though, right? I don't think they had the memories of, like, everyone. Or did they? Okay, was that just Delos because he was the mainline person that they were doing the... Well, because the only was, the thing I don't get is because then when Dolores is flipping through books of other people, so is it not like you're not seeing their their whole persona? You're just seeing the ten thousand two hundred forty seven algorithm lines of your choices. Well, yeah, I guess that was. I mean, that's the reveal or whatever you want to call it, which I thought was kind of cool that we were making you way too complex, and you're actually not that complex, and you don't actually have free will you're just following a simple algorithm of these lines of code so that's the code we put in there uh but yeah it's true that it would be hard to make a version like if you're really gonna make them you kind of got to have their memories too right so you got a point there um but yeah I, i got the feeling that that was just this is everything that you are you're behavioral patterns can all be summarized in this and and the hats are downloading your memories while you're uh, killing and raping in Westworld. They're, they're, little do you know, they're downloading your memories. I think the people they were actually like immortalizing. I mean, Delos was the only one we've seen, and of yeah. course Bernard, um, and I mean William to some extent, and they've all been majorly involved in like the process and getting their memories has been more detailed. Um, so I assumed that you might need to get fill in some forms with some memories if you want to get immortal on this one. Uh, I don't know if that makes any sense at all, but hmm. this was my thought. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, because I don't, way. I don't believe that the hat is scanning your memories. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. And the thing is, I know this doesn't matter, but also, how do they download his memories? Who's even if it's just Delos, where are they downloading his memories from? 
Well, he just told them a bunch because uh, he was in that containment uh, room of, like when he was alive because they had to get the baseline of his behavior. And, of course, they uh, like wrote all that shit down and put it in the character like just like they do with the hosts. They give him the background or whatever. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, you sound convinced. I just, yeah, um, I don't. I mean, again, it's it's just nitpick stuff. I, I it's not important, but um, uh, I don't know when they, when they're just playing through memories. I'm just like, all right, whatever. I guess this is the program. The program's gonna do what he's gonna do. Um, yeah. and yes, we get to the point now. So when uh, I guess the other loop that we uh that was going on is they do mention bernard you've been coming here millions of times or however many times he says you've been this is not the first time you've been here so now is this bernard he's actually talking about or is this arnold he's talking about uh that Mm. built this uh utopia this virtual eden for the for the hosts i can't imagine that it is arnold Mm -hmm. right just timeline wise Mm -hmm. uh so I guess it's Ford acting through Bernard, uh, probably. Yes, yeah. we know it's not this Bernard. He has no idea what's going on. Well, but but that's also by design for the true Bernard, <laughs> you know. Right, the, but he didn't <laughs> scramble his memories yet in this timeline. <laughs> this fucking <laughs> podcast, man. <laughs> but we yeah. don't know that he may have scrambled his memory. Like, because if he's been there more than once, he's always like, I can't remember this. They're gonna get it out of my head. But either way, whatever. Yeah, yeah no. But I'm just playing wasn't. devil's advocate. I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I'm just kind of pushing it. Let's just assume that m- most everything was... Uh, but he, but how was that fucking Ford when this was the Delos project that he was, you know, supposedly hands-off on? But I guess he wasn't. Well, and cause... also, uh, I feel like that's something... Going back real quick to the episode previous, when we see um, old William at the party and then Ford's there... And I yeah. guess Ford gives him his file. That's his digital file or whatever that he gave him. Mm-hmm. Um, tying back into what we're talking about, when you're servicing the mystery and some of the stuff you lose out, I feel like we're losing out. Like, there's a great show about Ford versus William and, like, cre- the creative side versus the business, like, kind of crazy side. I feel like there's so much missed potential and maybe they'll explore it in flashbacks or whatever of those two characters kind of going back and forth and what it means for the park. I mean, I guess that's not really what the show's about. The show's about, you know, robots killing humans and becoming conscious or whatever. But I don't know. I feel like that could play a part in there that we miss out on. Well, William thinks that's the story of this show because he keeps, keeps thinking Ford is constantly fucking with him. Um, so so you're right. Yeah. Um I felt there was a bit of that in season one when Hale first came in and like, I'm corporate, let's do this. And they were like, no, I want to do the story. No, you do this. There was, but I guess the thing is, is because, I mean, that was like a secondary character that just shows up. And since we didn't know who William was, I don't know, it it would have more impact with a character, with characters we know and and an actual like um, push and pull between them. 
Well, you're right. At that point, William was already disillusioned with uh, everything and just, after his wife dying, just went in there like, let's fuck shit up. I want these hosts to have real bullets. Let's get crazy up in here. Yeah. So, yeah, he wasn't all about the business. And he did already, like, given up and burned all of his uh, father-in-laws, uh, except one. I guess that was very close to when it was, though, the last meeting with the father-in-law, because uh, we figured out that wasn't very far away from, uh, yeah, when we saw him again. Yeah, and uh, around here is when kind of Maeve's on her way, and then the you know they get surrounded, and the 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 writer sacrifice we went over, and then we get to the point where they're opening the door, and um, yep, there is a door. It does get open, and I do. I mean, I was waiting. I was like, clearly that's not really a door opening. Please have a person say yes. that they don't see a door, and they did. Yeah. So I was like, okay, fine, because I was a little worried. That somehow yes. uh, they were opening the door through reality. and <laughs> Yeah, no, I thought the same thing, that like surely we will have a human here to say, what door, just like Bernard did in the yes. first season yep. when he couldn't see the door. Um, well, and yeah, I guess that's why we got those technicians still hanging around. Yeah, they're hanging around because I think it's shitty technician says what door, and then Felix is just a dick. He goes, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Like the, literally, he says, "I don't fucking know," and he's like, "Well, that Man. shows how he's progressed into a hard ass." Ah, very true, very true. Yeah, so there's the door, and they're all like, "Let's run in the door," without the context of what's going on below. What's going on below is that Dolores is like, "Got to flood this shit to destroy all these immortal records of the humans," because I've now consumed enough to beat them, to beat them up. So we got to flood it. I guess that's what she's saying. And Bernard is like, we're literally right now downloading ever all our friends <laughs> into the computer. Yeah. You can't just flood it. And Dolores is like, fuck you. Yep. And Bernard is like, no, fuck you. And uh, shoots her. Which was yes. surprising in a way, in a way, because he gets to say like, "Oh, it's not a dream; it's a fucking nightmare." And yeah, torn up about it. I mean, Bernard is the best character on the show for me because uh, well, he actually does stuff in this episode and changes. I mean, and the other side of this is, um, it's a thing where the sh- the show has to say it a bunch of times to make it true, but I don't feel like it makes it true, like. Uh, just because Dolores knows some of the people that were in the park and kind of their algorithm, I guess, that means she's going to be able to burn the world down. Um, yeah. And I assume, I mean, obviously that's what we're going to explore a bit, but I guess I just don't buy that all of a sudden she's so much better than she was um, just because of, you know, flipping through some people's lives. But but yeah. they say it like three or four times, and I, and to me that comes off as like, we better say this because then the audience, like, later on after you watch the episode, like, oh, wow, Dolores is fucking super Dolores now. She read those books. They said mm-hmm. it four times. <laughs> well, yes, I think it would be a good weapon if uh, you're downloading all of that into your brain, much like we've seen people walk around with whole databases and en- encryption keys in their brains. Just download all the books in your brain because they said it's not a lot of code. You know, compare it to all the stuff that uh, the stuff that you're got in your brain already. Uh, it's not very complicated, or even just a USB stick. I guess they do make a point of like, oh, so much fucking data or whatever. But since it's visually represented, like I always assume when we're in letterbox world that everything is happening way faster. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 
because yeah right i mean that makes sense um because they're digital and uh there's no reason to go at this slow flesh pace that you and i live our lives at jim um so i guess maybe she did read a shitload more books than we thought oh no uh, she definitely did no i get that like she definitely downloaded a bunch of people but and and I guess the answer is so then she can be them as a host like she does with Charlotte here in the episode. But I also kind of feel like she could just do that anyways without knowing their programming. Um, but I, I guess either well, she way. Can also, I mean, I, I didn't think of it as much as she can be them, but rather she can predict all their actions uh, under certain circumstances. And I thought that was going to be the thing that like, oh, yeah, I'm dead, but I've already predicted what you, Carl Strand, was going to do. We're, we're going to do anyway, so it doesn't matter. But did she not read the Bernard book where it says, if you say yeah. this shit, Bernard is going to kill you? <laughs> well, but the thing is, it's like, I guess I understand that uh, she could predict people's uh, actions, but then she's also an unkillable robot, so it doesn't. That's also good, it's not yeah. like the T one thousand needed to know like what you were gonna do. <laughs> he was like, "Well, I'll just turn a liquid and stab you. It doesn't matter. You can do whatever you want. Your bullets don't hurt me." Uh, but well, we don't want to kill humans. We want to kill humanity, Jim. Oh, gotcha. We gotta get get a get a handle on society and how people think and and what they're gonna do when we when we do a little small terrorist act or whatever. We gotta know how people are gonna react because that's gonna give us what we need. Okay, all right, I'll buy it. All right, good. I, it's never happened before. <laughs> I want their world. Yeah, I'm erasing the database. Uh, Dolores is right enough. Yep. And Clementine arrives. Clementine's like such a worthless character. And then they're using even more worthless, uh, like she's an infection, I guess. But Maeve has been the most powerful person we've seen for episodes upon episodes. And they wait. So, I mean, I guess this is fine. They wait so long for her to like have her powers kick in. But I also feel like she should have been able to do so much more than she did with the way they've been setting up. Uh, her Neo from the Matrix powers. Yes, and this whole thing where the hosts start killing each other, it's shot in an uh, interesting way where we get no sense of scale of how long this line is and what's actually happening. And, uh, you know, of course, we never really uh, cared uh, about Maeve's quest to find her daughter, but that is, like, the central thing here. Like you said... Uh, we see we see Clementine ride in and ride past like a hundred different uh, sets or p- people, and it is it all looks the same. And they start fighting, and Maeve and them are like, "Oh, we just gotta we gotta run." And then like, "No, we gotta fight." But if you stay to fight, because I was c- wor- wondering about Dragon Lady and the Bandito, if you're staying to fight. Oh, you're just going crazy now because Maeve is yeah, not protecting you? Exactly. If she is protecting you, why is she not doing that with everyone? And then she just raises her hand and, like you said, Neo freezes everything and gets shot. So she's, you know, she's really OP. She is like a Jedi. She it looks like a Jedi in this episode after she gets her blue cloak and everything. Um, and like she's like a superhero. She's fun at times but she's doesn't feel real to me anymore because i don't care about her daughter uh she does let it go in the end so i guess that's fine but uh yeah well because they use mave what mave's doing like they kind of tweak it to build clementine so but then we also see that mave can speak to people halfway across the park Mm -hmm. i I just feel like they could have done a little bit like with what they set up 
Uh, they could have done a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe she's winning people back somehow, and uh, there some like there's a little bit more going on as far as her fighting back to whatever this infection is that's infecting the other hosts to make them try to kill each other. Um, eh, yeah, she, she, you're saying she, you wanted Clementine on one side, Dolores on yeah. the other, and they're shooting energy beams at each other, <laughs> and it's sort of moving slowly back and forth, kind of like in Harry Potter or Dragon Ball or anything where you see a collision of well, these things. And I, I joke, but that's kind of what this scene needed because it, it was like, yeah. oh, let's shoot Clementine, and then like, oh, it's still happening. Why aren't you stopping it, Maeve? Well, especially because it's just something like that to at least pay off this buildup of Maeve and what she can do like this whole season. And then it kind of, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's a its a fine moment when she like freezes everyone, you know, uh, freeze all motor functions. Um, and then she just gets shot. And then there we go. But why? Yeah. Why didn't she do? I mean, she can literally control people. Why freeze them at all? Why not yeah. just send them into the heaven world? I yes. guess because yeah. they'd still be crazy and killing each yeah, other. And you don't they, want that shit in heaven. Yeah, I guess I kind of built that in as my own excuse as well, that maybe if they get inside and maybe if they set that up more, if it was like, oh, if an infected person gets in, it'll ruin uh ruin the the you know virtual eden and i know these are kind of trite uh like story points but i feel like it was needed here uh to play this up a bit more yeah and in the chat jonathan asks why didn't clementine's powers work on mave's daughter and her new mother because they are awake and that's what i meant about scale of the scene and the positions because they really show that clementine rides past you physically and then you get infected but they don't go do a good job of showing where they are into relate in relation to each other it's like okay we got to run now we're a bit closer to the rift uh but clementine's still coming but you guys are still fine and yeah the balance feels a bit off on the rules of the scene yeah yeah so then but then Ake and they're all robots it... in the end anyway, yeah. so I don't give a shit when any of them die. <laughs> Akai makes it through, and the door closes behind him. He gets a bullet in the back, but there's no bullet in the virtual world. Uh, so, yeah, good for them. And then, yeah, the, we've already gotten to the point where, yeah, this is, a, this is a fucking nightmare. And Bernard takes out Dolores. Well, and how dumb was it where... They have the scene where Dolores punches the screen, so you think there's like a finality to it. Like, oh no, she set this in motion. And then Bernard just goes to another screen and like stops it. And then he looks <laughs> and they he looks and they show the broken screen and they're like, That's not the only screen, Dolores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even pick up on that because yeah, clearly he just fixes it later and it doesn't really matter. She was just being dramatic, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, cancels the data pu- data purge, but the fail safe's been triggered, and I got confused for a moment because I forgot that we were in the moment where they don't know that Bernard's a host. Because when yes. Charlotte's all nonchalantly like, "We got to get out of here," they're gonna flood this place, and I'm like, "Did she not see Bernard?" <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, "Oh, that's right. They don't know any. Only Elsie knows about Bernard at this moment, which uh, is important later because Elsie decides, you know, to." I guess turn on Bernard, much like Ford had warned him. But yeah. uh, uh, Hale has read her file uh, because she read her ten thousand lines of code and knows mm-hmm. that Elsie is a good person, so she shoots her in front of Bernard. And I guess that frees Bernard from his uh, freeze all motor functions once the person that gave you the order is dead. 
Well, I think it's more just that he's, you know, semi-woke and it's a bit yeah. shaky of a freeze motor function thing anyway. Um, but yeah. It would have been better if he was just frozen forever because <laughs> only the person who froze your motor functions can unfreeze them and she's dead now. I will say it's like throughout the season, it's like we got to figure it out what happened two years ago. Or, I mean, two weeks ago. Sorry. And, and Charlotte Hale is in like 90% of the flashbacks and she's in the future. I mean, I, I get it. It's not really her in the future as we'll get into, but but like she kind of knows. Like it's weird. She was there when it all started to get flooded um, and then they're still like, what? It's flooded? Yeah. And uh, all that. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Because yeah, they show up and yeah, it's flooded and cl- like clearly something was going on at the forge so they must have had the fucking the Abernathy decryption key, which was there. I mean, uh, coded Clementine to be a virus and sent her to all the hosts. And then they're like, why are all these hosts dead? What the fuck? You did that. And I, okay, maybe Clementine, uh, sorry, maybe maybe Charlotte is the only one who knew. So then Dolores Charlotte isn't going to say shit, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But... I guess that's the explanation because Carl Strand wasn't there. He doesn't know what's going on. True. Yeah, I guess that works. Uh, well, Natasha in the chat, these parts were all confusing. Hey, it's the new subtitle of our show. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yes. So then we... Where are we? Yeah, you... Uh, encryption key... Oh, okay, wait, wait. So let's see. Trigger the failsafe. Elsie's a liability. Charlotte kills her. Uh, then they're back. So now we're Which back. Was the, the, sorry to cut you okay. off, but the only death that affected me pretty much uh, is uh, Elsie. And I forgot she ex- existed like we all did for a couple of episodes there at the start of the season. And then she shows back up. And, well, lucky uh, her. She gets two deaths. She was dead in season one, too. Yeah, because we see like a short flash of uh, Bernard choking her out on, on uh, Ford's command. Of course, uh, it does affect me. But then as... You know, Charlotte said right before she killed her, "Oh, I read your file." So uh, she's in. She's backed up too, and so is Lee. And we we backed up everyone who works here too. So don't worry, hmm. no one's dead permanent. Yeah, everyone's backed up. Yep. Um. So yeah, then we cut back to the "Is this now?" area where they're. You know, where's the key? Where's the key, Bernard? And it's hmm. like, oh, you hid the key in Dolores. Um, and then we kind of get the, this is where everything becomes clear. This is where we learn what happened is cause we're intercutting to Bernard after he saw Elsie get shot and here in the present day and he calls upon Ford to help him. And Ford says he has to make a choice because he's the last of his kind. And I guess that, that was an interesting point. Is he basically the last host at this point? Besides Stubbs, of course. But is he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess so. I, I he did. killed Dolores. Yeah. So, you know, he has to make this choice. And he, um, you know, they kill Charlotte and they replace her with Dolores. Something We've been waiting for this. I mean, you, you telegraphed this from the first episode is that yeah. they introduced this idea of these brain chips so clearly, somewhere down the line, someone is going to be someone else, and it's going to be a reveal, and that's what happens. We have Dolores Charlotte, um, and she starts kicking ass in the future time, shooting all the security and whatnot, and she's found a new... Uh, she's changed, she changed her mind. She's going to send the uh, host's data to the moon. 
Yes, exactly. It's in my notes. <laughs> yeah. We finally got there, the place where no one will ever look. It's literally on the moon. Um, and yeah, Hart being Dolores, I mean, is that her name? Hale. Sorry. Yeah. Hale being Dolores, that's a theory I have not seen. But it's also like anyone kind of could have been anyone. Yeah. Uh, we, knew th- we knew something like could this was coming. Could have been security guy. Could have been anyone. I, I did like the execution of it because I did love when Bernard goes dark because he's been such a saint all along and then he makes a deal with the devil. It really seems like that with how they've built it up. He makes a deal with Ford and even better when it leads to the later realization that, oh shit, you're not even Ford. I just imagined you. I did all this because I actually changed. That was one of the thing about things about humans like... Humans don't change. That was the realization they had, I guess. And that's why your memories don't really matter if you want to make a copy. You just got this this little algorithm and then you plug in some backstory and there you're off to the horse races. But with someone like Bernard, no, I changed my like core principle functions and Dolores changed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that does make them more interesting than before. And I like the the when they were talking about free will, and the the uh, the name of the episode is the passenger, and that's like getting into the philosophy and stuff that we were talking about. That humans don't have free will. Uh, we're just we, we're it's just an illusion, um, and we're just passengers going along with it. But if if someone were to have true free will, it, they would have to be able to alter the core of who they are, and the hosts can't do that. So that's why they gotta kill everyone. Yeah, they gotta burn the world down. Um... Yeah, I, I like what they did here. I like with the he brings Ford to help him do the bad stuff, but then he imagined it wasn't wasn't Ford at all. Um, yeah. He's just got some disassociative identity disorder uh, for a host for a robot robot version of it. Um, yeah. And yes, I, I I like how this plays out. And then Charlotte Charlotte slash Dolores shoots uh, Bernard but in kind of a like uh, Wookiee life debt since he saved her life. She, she makes sure that she takes his, uh, his brain chip and she has a few brain chips in a bag as she gets away with the help of the host known as Stubbs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> who, I mean, what is, what is his like, what are his lines that are basically saying I'm a host, but I'm not saying I'm a host. Well, he said, uh, I, 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 Ford brought, he hired me himself so long ago that I barely remember. Uh, and he talks about how he has to protect every, every host in the park. And that's kind of like my core drive, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Wink, wink. Uh, so he's like, I've seen people debate, like, does this seem to hint that he's a, he's a fucking host? <laughs> no, he's he's a, a host. host. He's clearly he's... the hostiest host there ever was. We thought so in season one when there wasn't even any proof just because yeah. he's such a bland, weird character that's like, well, clearly he's a host. Like, why would why would you bring on a human when a host could do the job? Uh, it's cheaper and everything. Um, and a, he was a host all along. And I guess towards the end, he's also a woke host because I don't think he knew all along that he was a host, but I don't know when he figured it out. Yeah, yeah, because basically everything that he's saying, he's saying I'm a host, and then it, it's that same where he, like, found a loophole. In a, like, partially it's because he's woke, and he also found a loophole in his coding because he says something like, you know, I'm only in charge of the the hosts that were created for the park or something like that, kind of saying, like, yeah, you're a host too, but you weren't built for the park, so you're free to go. Um, and she gets to go and she, she looks in her bag and smiles at her friends that she brought with her, uh, (laughs) their brain chips. Yeah. Her little Tamagotchi friends. (laughs) Um, and I, (laughs) 
I, I read that uh, him. I think it's very open to interpretation what Stubbs is saying, but I think he says that uh, he's supposed to protect every host in the park, kind of saying if you go out there, you're on your own, and mm. I got to stick around here and keep doing what the old man tell me until I find a different role. He says he has a role as well. He's the most host ever. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I think you can read it both ways. Um, I, I just read it more as kind of like, well, I, you're not in the park anymore, or you're not part of the park. Get the fuck out. Get off my turf. Yeah. Uh, see you later. And He's also really bad at his job, I guess, because, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's what they've consistently shown throughout the season. Uh, but I guess maybe he had some other... His core drive was protecting hosts, maybe. Mm. So, mm, and we do knows. see we do see on the beach here, we do see William, um, like, in one of the... Like, uh, like the medical tents or whatever he's supposed to he's just laying on a bed somewhere so he was uh saved or you know picked up outside of the forge uh and all that other stuff that they were intercutting with him you know going down the elevator was a big fake out i mean as we saw when bernard got on an empty elevator yeah and yeah, when we uh, sorry to cut yeah, you off, I was yeah. just gonna say I, it's it is with a voiceover of Dolores saying that oh some of the best of us didn't make it and some of the worst of us did and mm. they show him and I was like well clearly he's a robot but that was before the after the credit scene and I, I guess I buy into yeah he was human during this period of time um, but it is. Uh, I thought it would. I thought it was like, yeah, everyone's a robot. Season three, everyone's a robot in the real world instead. But, yeah, uh, and and we do get we get a reasoning for uh, Felix and Shitty Guy because someone says to them like, "Can you pick up some of the ones that are worth saving or what? You worthless pieces of shit." And they're like, "Mave, Tattoo Girl." Like they're looking at our B team, uh, you know, uh, except Mave was clearly the leader, and it's like, okay. These guys know what's up. They're going to save our friends, so they'll be back for season three. Yeah. Okay, I mean, I hate to go dark, but can you imagine if it was just season three, they made a weird sex dungeon, those two guys, <laughs> uh, like they wanted all along, like the, the was their intention from the start, and then they make their own sex park? Um, that's the, that's the webisodes, though. <laughs> the, um, those would be some jo- good webisodes. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan asks if no one ever scammed, scanned Stubbs. Um, but I, I, you gotta say the hosts had, the secret hosts had protection. I mean, we saw Bernard put his finger on a thing, didn't we? And well, and like, also, don't they scan Charlotte in this scene? Yeah. Yeah. They got, they got blocks for that, for yeah. sure. So, I mean, I, yeah, they don't really explain that, but I, I guess you're like, well, they're super hosts, you know, they're the hosts, the hostiest host, and they'll get the, not a, not a scan's not gonna find them. Because, you know, Elsie says freeze all motor functions, and Bernard is like, Rrr. but he's been in so many rooms where people have said that over the years. Like, yeah. he has to have a little few layers of uh, antivirus uh, or, like, something protecting him from that shit. Um, and equally, like, these very simple scans. And then we finally get back to Arnold's house. And, of course, yeah. how would we not just guess that Arnold's house clearly has a lab underneath um, then that looks like all the standard Westworld labs and Arnold, uh, well, Bernard is awoken by Dolores who made another Charlotte. Like this is where I was kind of confused. So, well, we got to keep the actress on Jim. Yeah. That's cause I was thinking that too. I was like, Oh, are they just going to get rid of Evan Rachel Wood and go with Tessa Thompson now? But apparently Dolores Charlotte was like, all right, first things first, make my body. 
pluck my brain out, put it in there, and then put who knows, not Teddy, because she put Teddy in the, the virtual Eden. Um, I don't know whose brain she put in Charlotte then. Hey, two Doloreses, twice the fun, yeah, twice the true. danger, twice the explosion. I mean, it's just Wyatt uh, or Abernathy, maybe. Yeah. I mean, she def- definitely had Abernathy's, like, key at some points. I don't remember, though, what happened. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's not, it ain't Charlotte. So that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, um, I do like this. It's kind of a cheap, I don't want to say cheap, but, or like a cheat in a weird way that she would bring Bernard back. But I like the idea and the reasoning behind it. And I guess it does make sense. Um, where it is coming down to choice, and it's this, and it obviously it's the same thing Bernard did for her. Is that you know he's not going to kill her; he's going to give her a choice, and she kind of makes a decent choice by saving the hosts that are in the virtual Eden, and now she's keeping Bernard alive as kind of a checks and balance for her own thing, so she's not just deciding for everyone else what's right, even though she's still going to go burn the world down. Yeah, I felt like it. I mean, it's cool. And it's a really cool setup, but I felt kind of like Dolores was saying, here's the cool setup for season three. No, for Rather sure. Rather than like, here's something that makes sense for me to do right now. Yeah. Because uh, she says like, hey, we'll fight each other, you and me, we'll rip <laughs> each other apart. Uh, we won't even have time for the humans because you and me are just going to go head to head. And I thought that was a great idea. Um, but it is cool. And I am down with it. It's going to be, you know, Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty next season unless they do that for one episode and then they're just hanging out or Uh, yeah i I mean it's very uh professor x and magneto if you will oh yeah for sure Uh, because i malcolm x malcolm x and uh (laughs) you know uh martin luther uh i because i really like the the ending here when he goes to the the gate and kind of smiles to himself and goes off into the real world. I liked all that. And I was like, oh, you know what? I kind of dig that. And I'm um, yeah. waiting to see what they do next. And then they came back <laughs> after the <laughs> credits. And uh, so basically, from my read of this post credit scene is that uh, he's not a host here, uh, William. He is this new, he's this new thing. Or if anything, it's the host creating people uh again somehow whatever their pseudoscience garbage or he's a hybrid or whatever and that's why yes they're looking for fidelity because we as we see it's very far in the future and it looks like Dolores has won and burnt the world down uh or at least at the very like at the very least Westworld has been burnt down and now we're going from here well I don't even necessarily like probably you're totally right and it's very far in the future but I don't even necessarily think it is that far it's just like yeah the the water's gone uh and uh, we see how how deep this forge goes but i i like we've seen parts of the park that look like that just take the uh, like take the escalators down it's just been 10 years and we haven't used this part and it goes to shit and they do have that room set up like you said like this is what's left of the park um and uh yeah i mean you're right it's it's his daughter who's most very probably she's host, extremely yeah. likely a host she's a host and uh or uh, is she the same is she i mean she's not a host she's also a hybrid then i guess well i think this is the world where the hosts have won this is the future mm. where the hosts have won and he's important to now it's like the hosts are in our shoes and they're like recreating life or some shit 
Okay. That's my yeah. guess, obviously. Obviously, it's just a guess. I mean, the, the Lisa Nolan Joy did say this is very far in the future, um, yeah. speaking on this scene. And uh, it's not really going to be area they cover in season three, uh, but it's something they're going to get to. Oh, good. <laughs> good. We get a glimpse of season five. Hey, it is no Mr. Robot post credit scene, so oh, it's no much better than that still. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's like, yeah, how long do you think you've been here? And we're testing for fidelity. And uh, like you said, so does that mean no? No. I was going to say, does that mean no Man in Black uh, next season? But, of course, we did see him in the tent. So he did survive, after all. We're just testing for fidelity. I did love his reaction when the door opens, and he's like, oh, yeah. oh fuck, I'm already in the thing, aren't <laughs> I? in the thing, <laughs> aren't I? That's that was how we've great. been talking about this whole season. That was great. That, that I did like that. He's like, all right, oh, I'm in the thing. <laughs> all along. Fucking new witch, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> and he did, I mean, that's also part of when he starts digging in his arm, like, I'm probably a fucking robot, <laughs> yeah. come on. Because uh, he's right. Yeah, because I think, because they talked a lot about DNA this season, and... I always thought that was important to what was going on, but it wasn't. It was more about just mapping the brain or basically or what makes a person, the algorithm that makes a human. But I feel like whatever they're teasing at here, I think it's tied into DNA and potentially like it's more that he's like a clone of himself, but they go bad like the weird hybrids do and the hosts are now creating life and playing God in their own way. I mean, yes, they've told us several times that hey, we can do these perfect AI things, but it fucks up the second you put it in a body. Uh, how? But Bernard, I was going to say he's working fine, but uh, more or less he's working fine. Um, and, I mean, they changed him, though. I mean, that was the thing here that Dolores said, I, I did him different. And they, I think at some point in the episode, maybe when they're talking to the system, they're saying that, yeah, with every repetition, there's going to be small changes. And that is also what DNA is, these mutations that crop up, that's how we evolve and change. And I think that's what the hosts and the, the their utopia, the host utopia was lacking. It's just, oh, we're just going to be immortal forever and be us and everything's going to be fine. But then you have no adaptability to what's around you. So they've introduced this thing that oh, we make more versions or whatever and there's going to be small changes from person to person and we're... We're not going to have fidelity, but at the same time, this ends with them saying, we're testing for fidelity, so I don't even know. But there's going to be something that changes in different copies, making it more similar to evolution and giving them an adaptability that they need out out in the world. Mm. Yeah, I'm with it. (laughs) Okay, good. Uh, Shit, we've talked about Westworld for nine hours i mean not today but almost it feels like it but generally speaking hey it's been a a lot of episodes what are your thoughts on the season as a whole personally speaking well it's kind of like what i was saying at the start of the show is um uh, i kind of like where we ended at least with bernard and dolores uh and i mean it's been something been waiting for since the first season is now it, it does feel like they're setting up where now we're going to be in the real world and we're going to learn more about that. And in a weird way, like that's super interesting because we don't really know much about what the real world is like. Uh, so I like where we got to. I, I The journey uh, clearly had some stumbles and some ups and downs and some drags. Uh, so I hope... I mean, like you said, they had that extra time to try to get things in order. I hope that means that, like, I think I think that means they've been setting stuff up where like, little 
seeds here and there where they have a better direction as we go into season three. Yes, I think probably they they I mean they said whoa we know every season forever when they did season one, but it feels like you're right. That's probably part of it that they've done stuff here that feels like it will pay off and not just be like hey will you do whatever um and i had a similar feeling to what you described which was also my feeling last season that hey i liked where this ended i'm excited to see where it's gonna go next the journey itself had some ups and downs uh and it was the same this season there were episodes that were really great there were episodes that felt like what are we doing here uh but maybe it's more about the storylines and the motivations and a lot of the stuff that's not as great, uh, has kind of been wrapped up, and next season is such a blank canvas right now because we have these characters, and now we're going to find out a bit more about how the world is on the moon. No, that's a joke, uh, because clearly the new world is on the moon. Yeah, the host uh, the they moon. beamed it up to the moon. I, we don't even need to discuss it. I feel like they would have done that just as a sort of little wink to the audience <laughs> who have actually speculated that everything is on the moon, because she does say, we're going to send it where no one's ever going to look. Where else did she send it? I guess Mars or something. That's a possibility, she but it's say, definitely not. I think she even here. says another world. I've sent them to another world. <laughs> oh, good. And I was <laughs> thinking, like, are they just going to be like a light particles blasting through space forever? But then, like, how do you compute when you're just light? Uh, so I, I don't know about that. But uh, yeah, Moon makes sense. I, I did want to say, like, we've talked about over and over how are we going to get engaged in these characters when we, like, don't know what's permanent and what's not and there's one thing i forgot to mention which is when before bernard kills um dolores he's like oh we got to do this so that the i i have to do this so that the hosts in inside the door in the virtual world don't get killed but it's so it's kind of weird that that is happening at the same time as mave is fighting really hard to get her daughter in the door and they they p- play kind of this uplifting music as her daughter goes into the door and presumably her body falls to the fucking wayside. <laughs> um, but that's happening at the same time. But they don't play like, oh, she's in the door. Is she going to survive music? They play like, oh, finally I'm at peace because I'm Maeve music. And that's that's robbing us of the reveal because I even barely caught that like, oh, Dolores is going to kill these people. Uh but then, of course, she that's not what's going to happen because we're making such a big deal about the door and getting through it. So we know they're not going to die. You're robbing us of that reveal. Uh, otherwise, you would have made it seem like they were running to their demise. So that was kind of a weird thing where the storylines were meshing in a strange way. Yeah, well, and plus we already know in the is this now time that they're hunting still for the encryption or the like some sort of key to the place that they're at so it's you know thought that it's probably still intact even though i guess it was flooded but that area didn't get flooded i don't know i guess it was sealed off yeah and overall i think this is gonna uh the part about engaging with the characters and their development is going to be one of the main challenges like it's been here from the start just from the concept of the show how do we get engaged when they're uh immortal and they're not any less immortal right now uh and they're going to be out in the real world so i'm 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 really interested to see where it's going i am glad that we even though it felt like oh this season is just going to be two weeks and we're just going to unpack that it feels like it was a good way to 
be done with the Westworld part of Westworld. Now we're in the Blade Runner part of Westworld. Except and the only downside to that is we're going to have to be in Westworld because we're going to have to check in on Felix and Maeve and everyone like that. Stubbs, of yeah. course. Uh, well, yeah, well, maybe we'll get to see more of the Raj, everyone's favorite <laughs> uh, place to hang out. Well, and Small plus, question. Well, I, I'm sorry, uh, real quick. Um, when Teddy gets there and he's just by himself, you almost have to wonder, like, did he just get put in a, like a separate hard drive or something and <laughs> no one else is around? Because it, <laughs> it was empty. To me, it was a bittersweet, like, well, everyone else is gone, Teddy. Uh, so good luck. <laughs> yeah, good luck in the grass. Um, are Felix and Celestra the last named humans in the show that are alive from the chat? Uh, are there any other humans we got? I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, no, I think they're it. As far as who we, yeah, like name characters on the show. Writer's dead. I mean, there's a bunch of these faceless uh, guards we saw. Charlotte, we know, is dead. Uh, Ford's Strand dead. died. Yeah. yeah. Elsie's dead. Yep. So that's a bit of an issue because yeah. uh, it's easier. Like I, I uh, like the scene with Logan and his dad really affected me just because they were two humans. I can't see the same happening with Felix and Sylvester, uh, but they do have an opportunity to open things up. I did wonder about, about uh, William's daughter speaking the Lakota language because that felt like an indication that maybe she was a host, but... Uh, and, and and they did kind of tease it that like, oh, we were about to find out if she had shit in her arm and, and do the scan. And they didn't do the scan. And even in the Raj, she didn't do the test if the gun could hurt her. So I like just judging from where we were in season one and where we are in season two, Felix and Sylvester are not the last named humans. They're hosts. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, her William's daughter was also a host. They're yeah. all hosts. Yeah, they're all hosts, and uh, Arnold's son's alive somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and if not, he'll make him next season, and it's going to be like, oh no, I made him, but now he's a host, and uh, he's going crazy like Delos, shooting people when they run away. What a great actor Delos was, by the way, just popping in to be crazy every other episode. I do like that actor. But now we're yeah. sinking into the water known as Westworld, so I think that's our cue to finish it up. And, uh, I mean, I'm still in. I'm ready for season three. Uh, hopefully it's not, like, fucking two years from now. Um, <laughs> like, let's get on it already. Uh, but I'm ready. We'll see, what, we'll see what it brings. Absolutely. And if you are looking for entertainment up until those uh, two years have passed, I did want to recommend our new show, Coming soon, if you're listening in the future, you uh, it is out. Uh, we're doing a new podcast called Blank Meets Blank. And uh, you're, this is the first you're going to hear about it. We haven't even announced it anywhere or nothing. But uh, you know how Westworld is kind of like Jurassic Park meets Terminator or whatever? The mm. way people... Is that right? Do you think, no, that's do you think right. I think you nailed it. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that's how you often pitch a TV show or a film. And uh, we decided, hey... Uh, everyone keeps asking us, hey, you're so good, make your own TV shows, you, you fucking idiots, in our YouTube comments. And we were like, ah, that's a good point, we should. So uh, we're going to do uh, this thing in Blank Meets Blank where we literally draw random things from hats, get a pitch, like maybe Die Hard meets uh, Fake News, because one of our hats is the Hollywood hat, and one of our hats is uh, the crazy hat with the kind of crazy stuff. And then we just have an hour to make the TV show just 
talking back and forth, figuring out the pilot, figuring out the first season. And uh, we've done we've done one recording already. It was really fun, and there's going to be more coming soon. So just search your favorite podcast app for Blank Meets Blank. Yes, yes. Please. You'll love it. Yes. If you love Westworld, yes. you'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, of course, we're also covering uh, The Handmaid's Tale on the Gilead Gazette, and showswhatyouknow.com is where you can find all of our shows aggregated Thank you for checking in with us throughout the second season. Westworld was one of the first shows we went episode to episode on, and it's, you know, despite its flaws, it has a lot of material to unpack, um, and there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, that's why we would never do this with Mr. Robot, because it's not doesn't have the good stuff to unpack, and uh, we're glad you came a-packing with us. Uh, Jim, is there anything else? Well, I mean, I'd like to apologize for any Mr. Robot fans out there because uh, we've been pretty harsh on Mr. Robot this episode. But there's one more statement that I should make. This is now. 